This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders, you're accepting of whatever comes your way, you're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Well-Being. this afternoon is about the subject of longing and I'm looking at Claire as I'm saying this because <laughs> this was something that kind of came up and I don't think either of us are really sure where it's come from so it's going to be interesting to see where this conversation goes really but it's obviously something that's relevant because you know here on the show we don't just talk about kind of the obvious things when it comes to well-being, you know. So obviously we cover, you know, things like looking at tips and techniques and we look at things like resilience and, you know, obviously our emotional wealth is a big thing for us. But what we like to do is sort of broaden the subject out. We want to look more widely at what are the things that actually have an impact on our mind, what are the things that, you know, could, our mind could be sort of taken up with that might then be a bit detrimental or actually be a really positive thing that's giving us a boost? I think all of these things are relevant to us as human beings. Would you oh, agree yeah. with that, Claire? Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a complex subject, I think, this idea of, of well-being and our mental well-being. And it isn't, you know, we always say one size does not fit all. Yeah. <laughs> which is another reason to sort of talk about lots of different things, lots of different factors. And I think for me, I don't know if you agree with this, <coughs> hopefully our listeners do as well, is that I think it gives you a bit more sort of insight. You know, the more that you sort of broaden your mind when you, in your perspective when you're thinking about all the different things that could be affecting you, I think it helps you to kind of maybe dig in a little bit and sort of, wonder a bit more and do the noticing stuff that we often talk about so yeah it's it's multi-layered mm. what's going on I think what you were saying there it's I, to me it's also about sometimes we might be talking about something like longing today yeah. we're going to be talking about that but it also what it means for us could mean something different to somebody else. Yeah. And it might just, it might spark something for them or it might link to something else completely. And then that enables them to think about these things. And I think that's that's the whole reason for this. There are the aspects that we talk about, like longing. It's like, okay, well, how does that fit with your mental well-being? But, I mean, you know, we'll talk about that. But all things do, because they have an impact of some description in some way. And to some people, it will be hardly noticeable. And to others, it will be really detrimental. 
and to others somewhere in between. So there's like a spectrum on everything, really. Yeah, I think that's a good way of explaining it. And I think as well, things don't might not be affecting you, mm. and then all of a sudden they do. Yeah. And it could be to do with, you know, um, a thing that you've been triggered by something. All of a sudden that's come up to sort of bite you on the bum or mm. it's sort of, it's just there. This is in my life now. This is something that's kind of come up for me. Mm. And that needs dealing with, or, you know, your circumstances change or your outlook changes. And so other things come into the foreground or it could be things that you've really suppressed for a very, very long time. You know, yeah. you've masked, you've been carrying on, you've been living your life, doing the stuff, and then sooner or later it rears up and it's time to deal. And it could also be it comes up for somebody you love, somebody oh, yeah. you know you're really close to, and it enables you to understand it because maybe they can't articulate what's going on for them. Mm. It's a little bit like, you know, the lovely interview we had with Wayne Hargreaves. Oh, Wayne was fantastic, yeah. He was a lovely guy. I mean, obviously I'm biased. He's one of my mates. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he was on about, uh, you know, the blokes going to witness rugby to talk and things like that. And him saying what was affecting him was like post coming through the door. Yeah. And just something like that, some people could go, oh, my God, get over yourself. And it's sort of like it's making people stop thinking that because you don't know where that's coming from. He's articulated that, but you don't know what's behind it. It's like you were saying these layers. What's behind that becoming such a stress factor for him? And actually, that was a stress factor for him. And that's all that matters. Mm. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to think, well, that wouldn't bother me. What you have to do is take yourself out of the equation and go, okay, well, you know, if I'm Wayne's friend or, you know, like his wife and stuff like that, she will suspend whatever's going on for her to listen to him. And that's what's important. Yeah. It's important to be wherever they are. So it doesn't matter if you don't understand it or if something doesn't affect you. And I think that's also what this does. It is enables you to go, oh, right, yeah, I, I can see something different in that now because I've maybe got a little bit more information. Information can be really good to open in our minds. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's kind of like we've all, we've all got stuff to learn, mm. not just about ourselves, but about others and about ourselves as a, as a community, you know, of people okay. supporting each other and, and bigging each other up because we need more of that. Oh God, yeah, definitely. And we we're always we're saying the same. We're always wanting to learn more mm. and hear more. And we were we were just saying before the start of the program altogether how lucky we are for the people we've interviewed because I can honestly say each and every one of that we've we've interviewed have given us something. Oh, so haven't much. they? They've yeah. they've really brought something out in us. They've yeah, linked to us somehow. It's been amazing. We've had some absolutely fabulous interviews and those people have influenced our lives as well. Definitely. You never know kind of how you might be touching somebody and kind of like, like you say, influencing them. Mm. So, you know, I think that's that's why this stuff is so important to kind of keep an open mind on and keep connecting and sharing about. So coming back to this subject of longing then, Claire, because mm. this was something that kind of came up. 
Um, and I'm slipping again this week. I haven't done my dictionary definition of what longing is. Well, I don't so know what's going on with you. I know. <laughs> I'm kind of obviously fell out with the dictionary. You are. I need to go back and revisit that. But well, maybe not. Maybe that's just or maybe you don't I've want just, to do it. Yeah, maybe I'll just let that go. Yeah. Finally, I don't need that anymore. Um, yeah, so this subject of longing, I've got kind of an idea of what it makes me think of. Yeah. But what about you? What does it say to you, this word? Because it's quite an emotive word, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, this came out from a conversation we'd had um, beginning of the week, actually. I, sorry, you'll have to excuse me. I'm still getting over the flu, so oh, I've got, still got a bit of a cough. You're doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> so please bear with me. Um, but it was something about that I was longing like a couple of years back, I was longing for a time when um, I could sell my house and move on from a relationship that I'd had been in and had left some time ago, but was still living in the house to being able to move on. And I put all of my, I, it was a longing to be in this new space. And I put all of my happiness on when that happened. <clears throat> And all my thoughts into, well, when I have that, this is what will happen. And I'll be more accepting of myself. I'll be happier. I'll be able to do these things. Uh, you know, I won't have to do this. I won't have to do that. I won't have to do the other. All of those kind of things. A massive amount of stuff. And I hear this as well from people I coach. That there's this longing for a time when this happens or longing for a time when I have this because then I will also have this and it can really impact on us it can impact on us for me at the time because you're suspending your life a little bit and I used to remember saying it feels like I'm not able to live it feels like I'm waiting to start living my life again yeah. and there were things that I couldn't do um, that were really important to me at that time so it did really feel like that. So this longing impacted on potentially things that I could do instead, things that could be good, all of that kind of stuff. But then it also impacts on the future and like the now. So it's like, okay, well, why am I not doing X, Y, and Z? Why have I not got A, B, and C? You know, why am I not feeling this, that and the other? Because that's what I should be, because I've been able to move and it's all of this now. And it's like, oh, hang on a minute. Having this didn't mean this. Getting there didn't mean that. You know, it's sort of like, I'm still me. I'm still who I am. And, you know, things have changed. And then that impacts on you because you were waiting for all of this to be to have it or to be it or to not feel that anymore and suddenly you don't have that and it impacts on our mental well-being so much because i think it's like it deflates us this longing for something ends up not being how we wanted to feel because we've thought that that's what it would give us and then it doesn't and how often does that happen wow does that make sense? yeah i think you've explained that really really well 
I think there's such a lot in there that I know I personally can relate to and I'm sure other people can as well. I think there must be something <coughs> to do with the way the human brain is wired that, you know, causes us to do this, mm -hmm. to do that kind of future self. And I think it's good to have things to aim for. Mm. It's good to have, totally. you know, as coaches, we're, we're all about goal setting mm. and, you know, supporting people to kind of make changes or shift things in their, in their life. But I think often what comes up in that is that, yeah, you, you sort of see this a lot, don't we? It's kind of like, it's almost like an equation, like you, the way you were framing it was like that plus that equals this. But actually what we've not dealt with is what's going on beneath the surface, yeah. which is how we're feeling, what we're thinking about that, the reason why that matters so much. Yeah. And it's like you're pinning everything mm -hmm. on that one thing, on the move in your case, in your example there. Yeah. But what's not happened is you've not taken into account, you know, how you might feel, what you might be thinking, what your circumstances might be by the time you get to that point. You know, what, mm. what you might be doing, how you'll have changed as a person. Because mm. I know it was it was a really long time yeah. that you were waiting for this to happen. It was years, yeah. quite literally. It was, yeah. And actually, you know, we grow and develop and, and we change so much in that time. Mm. So, you know, that's not to say that you've done anything wrong or anything like that. I think you've followed no. a very kind of normal path and your expectation of that is just very typical of, of, of being a person. But it seems like you're reflecting on that and kind of learning from that, if you like, mm. that there's always more to it. It's a bit like, you know, it's kind of kind of sort of simplify it, I suppose. You know, like when you're in work and uh, you're thinking, oh, I've got my holiday. Mm. You know, like, oh, it's only 10 more sleeps till my holiday. Yeah. You know, and you've got your holiday and you've got, and you start your packing and you've got all everything ready and you know what you're going to be doing and you've got your you know, wherever it is you're going, you've got your money sorted and, and it's and you, it's all about the holiday, isn't it? Mm. So in that time, in the build-up to the holiday, yeah, you're sort of ad addressing the things, the practical things, I guess, that you need to do to get yourself ready. But you're not present, are you? No. You're not in that day-to-day. -day. I mean, if, if you're at work, you might be kind of like trying to get yourself all tidied up and finished up and sorted out and you've got all... So you're probably like super focused, <laughs> you know, kind of... You know, sort of, and you're probably like the most efficient, like in that run up. But actually, you're not being with yourself, are you? You're not being present necessarily. You're not, and it, you, it's all about the holiday. And then you get to the holiday, and sometimes it's not always cracked up to be. Or it might even be you're not going away. Maybe I've done this before where I've, I've had time off, and I've thought, I'll deal with that when it's my time off. I'll deal with that if it's my time off. And then it's, you know, you get to the time off and it's like, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing now. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it kind of all sort of comes crashing in. So there's something about this deferring things. It's like you're deferring being. Mm. You're deferring, deferring your life. You're deferring your life. You're deferring. Mm. You may be deferring something that's uncomfortable. You're deferring, but you're also deferring enjoying mm. the time that you have now. Yeah. And like you say, I don't think there's anything wrong with looking forward to something. So my partner just booked something for us to go to see at the theatre in January. And I'm like, oh, I'm really looking forward to that. But I don't want to wish my life away till that time. Yeah. And so I want to enjoy it. I think what the thing about longing 
we don't know that that's what it's going to do. We don't know, like you say, it's that equation. We don't know that if we get that, we will then feel this, that and the other. And we know that from talking to our coaching clients, from just from talking to friends, family, anybody, that we can't go, when I lose the weight, I'll feel this. When I've gained the weight, I'll feel this. When I've, you know, got my teeth whitened, I'll smile more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that well, was just, that no. was something I'd heard from somebody in the hairdressers and they were having their teeth done. And it's like, and I still don't see her smiling anymore. Mm. There isn't that. Because she's spent so long hiding her teeth. And I think it's just become, it's come this habit kind of thing. But this thing about longing, it's not real. And I'm a big advocate, you know, of daydreaming and being in little daydream land. That really helps me at times. But there are times when I need to get out of daydream land and deal with stuff to help myself but for me this longing it's not real because we're not dealing with whatever it is if we're longing for something yearning for something you you're right we can plan we can set things in place we can put time in i want to go and live in scotland that's why i want to go and live near the beach in scotland that's where i want to be i've got Friends up there, I used to work up there, so I've got friends up there, love the place. But I live here and my work is here for now and my partner's here and everything like that. So I want to enjoy my time here because I could long to be up there and think, well, when I get up there, and I have done this, well, when I get up there, I'll do more of this and I'll have less stress and I'll have... It won't. It'll be different stress I'll have. Yeah. Because it's a different way of living when you're not near any major shops or anything like that. It'll be completely different. And I keep trying to tell myself that. So there's a longing I can plan. I can plan and I can put things in place to help me to get there. Like you say, that goal setting. But actually, if I just long for it, it's not real. I don't know what it's going to be like when I'm there. And if I pin everything on, being okay when once I've got there, then the likelihood is probably won't because I'm not in the right headspace to do that. Mm. So I actually think longing is quite detrimental for us mm. as human beings to be in that kind of place. And I do think of it different from daydreaming. For me, daydreaming is very much that, oh, yeah, when I win the lottery, when I do... And I know it's all, it is daydream. It's completely different from longing. Mm. And I really like the word longing. Yeah, I do as well. It was really funny because just before you said the word yearning, mm. that was the word that popped into my mind. Was it? Yeah. And there's something about a kind of a, oh, what is it? I said at the beginning, it's an emotive word. Mm. And I think that's it. Daydreaming sort of is a thing that you do. But with the word longing, there's a kind of, it's like a pull. Mm -hmm. isn't it you know like yeah. you're being pulled you're being drawn you're being sort of taken somewhere else and so what's happening with that is that you're not attending to what's happening now 
because you're kind of you're distracted from that you you're actually kind of maybe transported mm. to that other place and you've kind of you're figuring all that out something that you said just before was really significant i think about you know i'll be okay when but actually chances are you won't be and that's because you haven't tended to yourself mm. you haven't dealt with whatever the thing is mm. that's not making it okay mm. and i think we, you know, we often talk about doing the work and we do the work every single day on ourselves and that can be really tiny tweaks, it can be really small, seemingly small things yeah. but that we know from the research and that you know people far cleverer than us have kind of written about and researched into this that it, it's, it's a compound thing so it builds and builds and builds and builds so actually really is it that what we I don't like to use the word should, but, you know, kind of what what we could be doing instead is we can still long, we can still daydream, we can still set goals. But in the meantime, what are we doing to help Claire now? What Mm. are we doing to help Sue now? What are we doing to help you out there listening to this? What are you doing for you today Mm. that will enable you to when you get to your place or, you know, if it's a physical place or a kind of a different headspace or whatever it is, a different situation, so that you can enjoy it more. So you can enjoy now and you can be however it is you might need to be. Or because we don't really know what's coming, you may be more receptive or more flexible or more able to deal with if it doesn't quite work out how you expect it to. Mm. And that can only happen if you're doing the work now and you're attending to you now in this present moment. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. I think what you were saying, so for me this word longing, it's very emotion-based. Yes. And it's really emotion-based, you're all in your head and within you. And I think what it what it doesn't do, it doesn't set plans in place it doesn't the longing doesn't do Ooh, that oh that's really interesting that, yeah. that that's my perception that's mm. my take on no, this I like obviously that. but the longing doesn't set steps in place it doesn't set your goals in place it doesn't give you things to do to be able to get there so it like you said maybe we could do this do that the other and i think that's different I, for me this longing is more of a it's more of an abstract it's more of a oh yeah i'm i'm longing to be a long distance runner but i'm actually not going to do anything to help me to get there you know i'm not going to do any running or i'm longing to be i don't know the prime minister but i know nothing about politics and i'm not i really don't long for that any of this but these are just examples but yeah this longing it's sort of like for me it's abstract, it's not It's not real, you're not doing anything with it. Whereas daydreaming could be like dreaming, then you're putting goals in place to get that dream. Mm-hmm. There are things you could put in place to fulfil that longing. And then that's different. I do think that's different. But just the longing on its own isn't good because it, it doesn't give you any help. So when you were talking about it then... And you were saying about your mat. It's like you could say your longing was to have peace of mind. Then 
you can start right this very minute by doing a 30 second meditation because that will start the process and then you do the same tomorrow and the same the next day and the same the next day and then maybe after a few days or a week or something you up it to a minute or five minutes and you grow it so you do start with those steps but then you're you're aiming towards that then so that for me, it stops being a longing and starts being a goal. Mm. Starts being something you're working towards. And I, for me, just the word longing doesn't sum up that you're working towards something. It's more abstract that you are wanting something, but you're not putting anything in place. But that could be different. What, I mean, what does it say to you? No, I mean, I think with longing, you know, it's sort of... I love everything that you said, actually. And I don't think I've thought about it in that way. But I love this differentiation between, you know, kind of something that's abstract or it's there, it's a thought, versus, you know, the action-based. Yeah. So we can have the longing. It's, okay, what are we going to do to sort of turn it into a more specific, more grounded thing, a more real thing? I think when I think about longing, I think about, yeah, something... It's something different, isn't it? So it's like, some, or something other than. Mm. And it's that, it's kind of like the otherness of either ourselves or maybe we're longing for, you know, a person. Mm. You know, it's like a desire, isn't it? Mm. Maybe we're longing for, you know, like you say, a house or, you know, something more material. Or it's sort of like a different frame of mind. But just doing the longing isn't enough is basically what we're saying yeah it's kind of we need to use the tools we have at our disposal to support ourselves Mm. to kind of like you know put that in place and turn that longing as you say into a more specific goal so we're talking longing (laughs) and we were just saying then about how you know this difference between sort of turning the longing into something that's more action-based I loved what you were saying about this differentiation with daydreaming, Claire, because that was... <laughs> I hadn't thought about that either. Yeah. And again, this is all about what words mean to us. So yeah. The, the connotations of words for us. So, you know, you're listening, you might think, no, I don't agree with that. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's about the concept. And if this is what something else means to you, so maybe the word yearning for you or... Maybe it's a different word, but it's trying to understand this word for me. This is what it's been and this is why it can impact and how it does impact on my mental well-being. So it could impact on other people's. Yeah, there is a difference between daydreaming because there is something about, I'm just going to go off into this little daydream for a bit. And I think if you live in daydream world, that's not good. If you're there all the time, it's not good. But I think sometimes it's just it's a useful distraction or it's a useful way to support you to to feel a bit more positive and then you can reframe things. You can look at something in a different way. So if it works, so that's how it works for me. But this thing about longing, what it, what it also sort of says, and it works the other way around. So you're longing for, you know, something that you've not got yet that kind of thing you can also long for something that you've lost or something that you had and i think very often 
when we look back at things, we look at them very differently. We have got a different perspective on it. So sometimes we can look back and we forget about the rubbish times and stuff like that. And we just go, oh, wasn't it lovely when this? But we forget what we were like when we were in that. So there's that aspect of it. And there also could be the other way around. So it could be that we look at everything and it's like, oh, God, that was terrible time. You know, but that that's not a longing. But I'm going to share my song because it really does link. So my song is California Dreaming by The Mamas and the Packers. Oh, it's such a great song. Oh, a brilliant song. And the song is that they're in New York and they are they're thinking about, oh, wasn't it great when we were back in California and it was so lovely and sunny and it's not here. And it's like, it sort of, it really rung for me because it's like this morning I went out with the dogs and where I now live... I have got this rolling countryside right on my doorstep. And this morning I happened to notice it. Wasn't expecting to because I've walked there all the time with them. But Mojo had stopped for, you know, a sniff as he does. And I looked out and there's this frost. So it's like, it's not snow, but there's still a little glistening of this frost on all the grass. And it just... It sharpened everything up and these rolling fields and trees and it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And it's beautiful in a different way in the summer. It's still beautiful in the winter. So you could turn around and go, oh, you know, wouldn't it be, oh, it was really nice in the summer. In the summer, we were going, it's too hot. I couldn't take the dogs out. It was too hot. <laughs> it was killing them all. There's just no pleasing us human exactly. beings. Exactly. Especially us who live in England. <laughs> Definitely not. We should be used to it by now. But it really, this resonated with, for me, because for me, this song, California Dreaming, they're longing about something that they had and they want it again. But then what they're not doing is going, but how fabulous is it that they're in New York and what they're doing there and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm going to play that now. It's uh, California Dreaming by the Mamas and Papas. Ooh, wonderful. What an absolute wonderful choice. It's brilliant. Isn't it? That song <laughs> I love that just... song. Oh, yeah, I can sing it from the rooftops. I love the song anyway. But, yeah, it just, it sort of really summed it up for me. Yeah. With this longing, and it's a different, it, it's a different kind of thing, but you're still not in the now, you're still not living you're putting rose-tinted glasses on and thinking about what it was like elsewhere rather than looking at maybe the beauty of what you have now, what can make you happy now, what can give you peace now, all of that kind of stuff. Mm. And I just think this thing about longing really can... It, it has affected me. It still does affect me. You know, I still... There are still things I'm, I'm not, none of our listeners, I'm still going, I am longing. I do still long for things. <laughs> and what, what I'm trying to do is go, this is where I am and I need to deal with here yeah. and I need to deal with now and mm. stop deferring my life. I think that's, that's a really powerful statement, actually, and it's really good for people to hear. It's good for me to hear, you know, because I think, particularly with things like moving or, you know kind of jobs or relationships or all the big the big big stuff all the things that we feel like we're supposed to be doing which are often not always but sometimes they're 
external things or other people's opinions oh, maybe yeah. Yeah. about where we should be in our life and what we should be doing. It's your life, mm. you know, and it's up to you to kind of decide what you want for you and your loved ones, your family, you, you know, whatever you've got in your life and whatever you've got going on. And actually kind of when we sort of surrender to that other stuff that's coming in, we're detracting from who we are. You know, we talk a lot about being authentic and sort of getting to know ourselves. So it sort of it all gets in the way of us being able to do that stuff. Mm. So I think as well, I think it's good to kind of question your longing a little bit. It's sort of like, where is this coming from? Yeah. Is this really mine? <laughs> you yeah, know, definitely. or is it that I'm, I'm having this longing because um, I don't want to have to deal with something that's happening right now? Mm-hmm. And so it's actually stopping you from from doing some good work around resolving something or resolving how you feel about something, which would then kind of alleviate, you know, that pressure, whatever's going on in your mind. Mm. We did say at the beginning, this is very complex <laughs> and there's got a lot of layers to it. So I think, but I think once you start to kind of frame it in this way, it's almost like, for me... You know, if you think about it visually, it's like you're setting out all these different pieces, Mm. aren't you? And the kind of like the longing sort of bit further afield. But it's not a straight line from here to there, Mm. is it? You know, it's sort of there's all these other things in the way in between. And, you know, that that actually might surprise you once you start to deal with them, Mm. once you start to enjoy them, reframe them. Anything that we do, I think, that brings us back into the now and helps us appreciate and be grateful for what we have Mm. can only boost us up because I think that only kind of fills us. It fills our jar, doesn't Mm. it? And (coughs) we can only really deal with what is in front of us right now. So it helps us to do that. Totally, and I think that's really key because maybe we're longing for something to feel something or, you know, Mm. to have that. But actually, maybe we can have that now. Maybe we can look for that now. And a lot of this could all be within who you are, being comfortable with who you are. And a lot of longing, when we talk to our coaching clients, a lot of it is to do with themselves. A lot of them, a lot of it is to do with how maybe they're not happy with them or like you said, and this could be external, you know, so it could be people are putting unrealistic unrealistic expectations on themselves. It's easy for you to say. Oh, it wasn't at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know we've had conversations about expectations that we put on ourselves. Absolutely. That are unrealistic. So maybe that that's also part of it, that we start to accept who we are and love ourselves now. And I do mean love ourselves. That is really important. And this isn't arrogance. And it's not having to brag about what you do, what you've got, how you are. It's none of that. Because actually, if you love yourself, you don't have to brag. If you love yourself, it's like you're very grounded in who you are. And other people can't take that from you. That's real love of yourself, not arrogance shouting about it telling people how fabulous you are or whatever it's the grounded 
quiet. I was just thinking it's a quiet kind of inner mm. sort of security. I oh, suppose. yeah. And how fabulous would that I be? I know. I want that. I do. I want that to, for everybody to have that inner security in who they are. And that doesn't mean that they can't still want the white teeth, the weight loss, weight gain, yeah. blonde hair, yeah. whatever it happens the house, to be. The holiday, the, yeah. the job, the relationship. The sitting on a boat and just fishing every day, whatever, whatever. it happens to be. That's, yeah, that means happiness for you. It doesn't mean you can't want those, but what it means is that who you are right here, right now, is what matters. It's really what you've got. Mm. And that's who you need to love and support and cherish. And that's really key. And I think that if you have that, goals will still be set. The longing there would stop. Mm. I love that. I think that's really helpful to sort of get your head round this differentiation and this sort of... Because what you're doing is, I mean, we've talked a lot about curiosity and questions and I think they maybe come into play a little bit here, don't they? So it's kind of like, where is this coming from? Mm. You know, what will be different if my longing comes true? And then you can sort of take yourself to that place mm. and do a little, you know, assessment of, well, actually there'll still be this that I haven't dealt with or, you know, how will I be different? What is it that'll make me different? And then maybe we can come to realise that well, actually I probably won't be that different. It's just that, you know, I'll just be in Scotland being... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be running on the beach. I'm still probably only going to be walking. I'm not going to be out there talking to everybody shouting about it because that's just not who I am no, of I'm quite an introvert that way I, I like talking to people but yeah yeah not socially like in everybody's face or whatever but yeah there's part of me that thinks that that's what I will be like in Scotland because mm. it'll be like right well I'll just talk to everybody and I'll yeah. do it. Uh, but that's not what's going to happen because I'm still going to be me I'm yes. just going to be in a different part of the world <laughs> and I'm just going to be able to walk on the beach every day with the dogs that and and then there's things with that so it's like so if it's really soft and sandy i'll find the walk difficult it's being realistic walking on the beach is not going to mean it's easy or anything like that yeah it's just going to mean you know that's one aspect but there's still going to be other stuff you know i might be more isolated and whatever it happens to be absolutely and it's almost like we can't know what those things are no. until you get there and going back to your kind of house example you know, it's it's sort of sometimes what we end up doing is sort of swapping one situation for another situation. Yeah. And that's not to say that, you know, that's not a good thing because mm. that's the right thing on your path. Yeah. But actually maybe you can enjoy it more. Yeah. You know, if, if there hadn't been as much pinning yeah. on that and you could have enjoyed maybe more of the other time. If yeah, potentially if I hadn't thought when I move, I'm going to feel this, feel this, have this, do this, be able to do this. And if I hadn't have done that, hadn't have set those expectations way high, and it'd just be, when I move, then I'll figure it out from there. And it's more that. That's nice, I like that. Figuring it out when you get there. Because so many times, what we hope to have, what our goals are, when we get them, they look different from yeah. how we thought we would look they really do yeah that's they so really true do. 
Oh, I'm loving this conversation. It's really kind of challenging me. It's challenging my sort of, not necessarily my beliefs but uh, about this stuff, but I, think, I don't think I've ever thought about it in this way before. Mm. Have you, sort of, so much, really? No, I can't say I had. It was literally a conversation we'd had mm. at the beginning of the week. And I just thought, that's where it got me going. It got me going to, there's this longing but I'm actually not doing anything about it. Mm. It it isn't a goal. It isn't a dream that I want to aim towards. It's just a feeling. It's a longing, and it's it, it's really it's stopping me from doing the work. <gasps> wow, that's, that's really that's very powerful. It's stopping me from doing the work. Mm. So that's a good question that people can ask themselves, isn't it? You know, kind of, is my longing? First of all, kind of, is it is it daydreaming or is it is it a longing? Am I kind of living for the future? Mm. Or am I longing for a past that probably wasn't as rose-tinted as I think it was? You know, or am I, is it actually just that, you know... I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of setting a name for myself or a goal for myself. And I think it's about kind of having those distinctions and knowing, mm. isn't it? I think something you were talking about before about this distinction with daydreaming, because I think that's important to just explore briefly as well, because our mind can really can help us. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff about sort of visualisation. Yes. Manifesting, you know, if something that we really, really want... Mm. But actually, if you think about it, that's quite action-focused, isn't it? Yeah. Because we're being very intentional with that and we're sort of saying, right, I'm, I'm going to visualise myself being in Scotland. Yeah. And walking on the beach. Having a mood board with everything that you want in there. Yeah. yeah. And, and what you could be doing as part of that visualisation or that kind of manifestation is that you're thinking about how you want to be yeah. then, but also now. Yeah. So it's kind of bringing it back into the, the real situation that you're dealing with now as well as sort of your aspiration of, of what you want to aim for. So it's kind of helping both. I think you're not deferring anything because actually you're coming back to the present moment. Yeah, I, I think the key is what you said. It's There's action. Mm. You're putting action in place there because you're deliberately going what is it I want, how is that right, and then that's the start of you go, and how do I get that, and where do I go from there, mm. and yeah, I'm going to manifest this, because I'm going to put that out there, so it is very action-based, yeah, and I think that is the key, that's the difference. And I think that's a good example of where our mind can can actually support us. Oh, yeah. You know, and so I, where our daydreaming can actually be really, really helpful. Mm. Because as you said before, sometimes it can be a distraction. Sometimes it can take us out. Sometimes it gets us to imagine ourselves in a different frame of mind. Our mind is all powerful. Mm. Our unconscious is really, really powerful. I think it's just about being able to know, sort of in the moment, the differences between sort of how it's work. Is it working for us? Is it working against us? Yeah. I think I'll play my song, if that's all right. Oh, and I was sort of, I wasn't really sure this week with kind of what to pick. And I've kind of gone for it. It's a, it's a new song. I absolutely love this song because I keep playing it over and over. And it's Leela Moss from Duke Spirit, who's collaborated with the very, very wonderful Gary Newman. And their voices together are just like something otherworldly. It's absolutely wonderful. It's called Vanishing Shadows. And... 
it talks in the song about this sort of this otherness and desire and you know and it, it kind of evoked a sense of longing in me that was kind of I suppose a little bit romantic and when I say that I don't mean like in a kind of a, a relationship kind of way I just mean in a sort of a I don't know in it maybe a daydreamy kind of way but the, I, I'm not really sure what The Vanishing Shadows is about because I've not really kind of read into it but I wondered if it was about that kind of you know we're coming back to the present we can sort of let those things go you know those things that are kind of maybe trying to undermine us and not help us deal with so yeah have a listen see what you think oh i absolutely loved that i don't think claire did you enjoy i absolutely loved it i was trying to explain <laughs> i was trying to explain what it was i really got where you were coming from with quite romantic and i just went it's quite mantric <laughs> mantric mantric it's so like you know, like a mantra, and it's sort of very like, mm. I don't, it's mantric. So, yeah, that's not my, I've, I've put up a new word, but I really like that. I mean, you can't love Gary Newman, but I know, it's so awesome. Love her voice. I know, it's beautiful, well. isn't it? Mm. Yeah, she had, she was yeah, in a band called The Duke Spirit, and I think she's got some, um, which is really cool, and then she's got some solo albums, which I haven't really listened to. I just, that just came on the radio the other day, and I was like, <gasps> I really love this song. Mm. And I just kind of like, you know, you just turn it really loud in the car and it was, it, it kind of filled me up, you mm. know, and that's part of what we talk about on the show, isn't it? This sort of, you know, music. Mm. Music is another thing that can evoke sort of a sense of longing, I guess. Or, yeah. Or definitely. help us with our daydreaming. I, I think, yes. Helps us with our daydreaming. Yeah, there's certain songs that take me back to like <laughs> the discos after school that you used to go to and stuff like that. Which, you know, I just think back and go, what was I wearing yeah. in those days in the 80s? Yeah, but there you go. I'm sure you're super cool. It's all come back in fashion anyway. Uh, yeah. Not quite. Not I quite. don't think purple velvet, um, what were they called? They were like not quite full length pants, but they weren't cropped. They were just below your knee. Oh. Um, pedal pushers. Pedal pushers. Pedal, yeah. Velvet purple. Wow. Pedal pushers have not come back into fashion. Not yet. This not time. Yet. <laughs> I, I don't think they would even if I if I wore them. They definitely wouldn't. <laughs> Why not? Why not? It's all good. Oh, I've really enjoyed our conversation today. I know I've said that already, but I just I really have. I, it's felt like it's really given me a lot to think about, and I hope it has with our listeners as well. It's really funny because I, I say this a lot, especially when we're talking. Sometimes I don't know I'm thinking something until you ask the question and it ignites my mind. As you always say, questions ignite the mind. But it gets me to talk about it and then suddenly I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm thinking. Mm. So actually talking aloud about stuff has taught me and listening to what you've got to say about longing, it's taught me some stuff. There's things that I can take away from this that is really useful for me, you know, because I'm sure our listeners realise by now, we don't know what's going to come out of our mouths. We, we do not practice it. This is just, right, what, what are we going to talk about? And then we have the topic, and then we go from there. Exactly. Live on air. So God knows what's going to come out of our mouths. <laughs> but, yeah, hopefully there's, there'll have been some little wisps of wisdom in there. Oh, I really people. hope so. I think, I know myself from listening to podcasts and, you know, and, and listening to stuff that, it, that as well as talking things out mm. I think helps me you know because you kind of you, you maybe grasp something and I think what we said at the start this interpretation 
of, of a word or a meaning. And I think we really cling to those. Maybe kind of a bit too much, a bit unnecessarily. And I think part of like opening ourselves up and sort of supporting our mental well-being is that being more kind of receptive to different ways of thinking and to, and to question things mm-hmm. and to not necessarily, you know, be stuck with our old ways of thinking. That doesn't mean that they're not relevant. Mm. It just maybe means that, you know, we might need to kind of stretch it a little bit or kind of go beyond, you know, what our sort of limited... Because I think we, you know, we we go for what's comfortable, we go for what we know, and and it's good to challenge ourselves, Mm -hmm. actually. And I think you and I don't always agree, you know, with where we're coming from, or we might say something that's kind of, oh, I haven't thought about it that way. And that doesn't mean to say that we have to take that on board. It just, Mm -hmm. it kind of like, it's something to play around with. Yeah, something to muse on. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what that's about for me. Yeah, if that fits for me. And And I like that side of, you know, this aspect of, of kind of, of well-being and I think it's an important one and something maybe for us to talk about you know in a future future conversation so coming back to longing it's okay to kind of think about future or to long for the past but be careful kind of where that's taking you and is it actually something that's converting into action mm-hmm. is it actually taking over you know, your train of thought and stopping you from being in the now. You know, is it be is it detrimental? Is it a help or is it a hindrance? And I think it's about tuning into yourself and if you're kind of deflecting from the now because there's something that you really can't deal with, that's okay. It's okay to acknowledge that. Yeah. That's your first step. And the next step might be to tell somebody about that or to kind of ask for help, or to maybe listen to some more of these kinds of conversations, not necessarily just from us, but, you know, there's loads of kind of helpful podcasts and things out there, and just sort of sit with it for a little bit and just maybe do some wondering about, okay, what is it about that that's stopping me from kind of dealing with, and uh, what's one small thing that I can do to support myself today? That was an extract from our radio show, Let's Talk Wellbeing. You can listen in every Thursday between 12 and 2 on HCR 92.3 FM or online on hcr923fm.com.